0: Hi, I'm Elaine and B, and this is Can You Dig It? A high cue cat podcast. We're on episode 13 Rival. We are halfway through the season. I know, and it's crazy, and the ending, they did a typical ending thing whenever they wrap it up, it's like a kind of like a recap of what we already seen and stuff, they did that, and that means we're getting a new theme song soon, and I the OPs for Haiku are so good. They are good, yeah, so excited for that. Um, a lot, a lot of good things in this episode, or uh, we we'll start right into it, they're in the middle of the batch, the tension is so high, it's so good. Um, the first thing that I made note of was when Nekomada is talking about, he he says that, like, Hinata and Kageyama are, like, working on figuring out the new quick that's, like, a normal quick, and he says that thing about how they won't be a demon in his club, there'll be, like, two demons, and I really... I I like that moment. I think it's really important in acknowledging that Hinata can and will be like a threat in his own right. Exactly. Which is like a really important part of him growing as the series continues. So I liked that acknowledgement, especially after like watching him kind of struggle with that. Oh, exactly. Right. And another thing that was mentioned a lot in this episode is how they bring out the best in each other, like Nekoma and Karasuno, They like literally are pulling out the best in each other and they're like playing off each other and building off of each other. Like each individual player has someone on the opposite team that they're going against. Like we have Hinata and Inuaka. We have like Kageyama and Kenma in a sense. We like have that like rivalry and back and forth with each other and like Nekoma is like recognizing it. And he, like, mentions it so much. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, I just love the way that these two teams interact with each other, like, both on the court and then also off. Like, It's so great. I adore Nekamon Karasuno's relationship rivalry that they have with each other. There's just, like, always something good happening. Like, I just love the way that, like, there will be moments in the episode where, like, Tora and Tanaka are both, like, yelling and they're, like, going to do something, like, really intense. And then, like the ball ends up being passed to like Daichi and Kai is on the other side and they're both just like so quiet and they're just playing volleyball and it's just like it's so uh, funny like the thing with them like cross and Nekuma, they have so many parallels between each other there's so there's a lot of parallels in this episode in general that I've made no doubt that I want to talk about but like the teams in general there's lots of parallels between them yeah, definitely. That is, like, sort of their thing. The parallels, but also, like, the very displaying off of each other, and it's, just, like, it's perfect. It's really great. Um, So we're watching Hinata, like, sort of learn how to do this, um, this actual quick as the game is going on, and um, another moment that I really liked was the moment when they, they get it right, and he, like, scores the point, and, but from we see from Kageyama's perspective he's still like oh it was too high like he's still analyzing the situation and like wanting to improve on it which i think was really good to see because it shows that like Kageyama already has the mindset of like someone who will go very far you know he, he can like see the flaws in something even though it worked exactly versus Hinata who like he like doesn't even know yet like he isn't good enough to know He gets there, but right now he's kind of just like happy that it went over at all. Exactly. And we even see that he doesn't really know because there's a moment where he's figuring out what he should do with his hands. He's like, do I do over? Do I do under? And then he gets smacked in the face. Yeah. Like he just, he just like doesn't have those like intuitive things yet. Exactly. But he's getting there. He's improved a lot. It's been 13 episodes and we've seen a lot of improvement. I know. He's so good. I'm proud of him. Yeah, so they're they're playing the match. Everything's going well. And then Inuoka is in the rear guard and Koru gets switched to the front. I love the nicknames in this show so much. Like the ones that Hinata says, I think they're so funny. How he literally like refers to Inuoka as like the tall guy with the spiky hair. And then he calls Kuro to rooster head. I know. <laughs> so yeah. funny. Yeah, rooster head is the classic. Yes, and then Koro being, like, calling him, like, shrimpy, and then, you yes. just, like, you're the shrimpy, like, getting all mad. I, I love it. I think it's so funny, honestly. Chibi-chan. That's, like, my favorite nickname. I'm so mad that it, like, got translated in the dub, which, like, of course it got translated in the dub, but I just think Chibi-chan is so cute. It's fitting, because that's what Unita is. <laughs> Little Chibichan. So cute. This episode was so cute with Hinata though, because after that we get that moment where he hits the ball and he just is like glowing. He's like blushing and all happy. He's just so he's so lovable. Honestly, he really is Chibi-chan. Like that's what he is. He's so precious. Um, but yeah, I love I love that like Kagayama picks up right away on how expensive Koro is and like knows that he's just like not gonna to have like a subpar quick against him exactly because he just knows he's like oh this guy like knows what he's doing like this is not gonna work (laughs) and it's it's just perfect yeah so like throughout this episode there's like a a theme like right ukai says that karasuno is at like level one and nekoma is at like level 10 or 20 or whatever Mm -hmm. And i like the way that they showed this in that they have like all of these different moments of it's not necessarily that they're always scoring but they have so many more like moves in their arsenal, right? Like we see like Fukunaga doing the back attack and we see the setter dump and we see the fake quick that Karu does. Like they have like levels and like they have different um, abilities and Karasuno kind of at this point just has like power and speed, but they don't really have like actual like moves to do with them like if it was a video game they have like a power and a speed stat but they don't have like actual moves that they can exactly they're not flowing as a team yet and that's something that we've seen consistently and it's something that's even brought up later about how Nekama is literally a team and how Karasuno is made up of little bits and pieces but they're not sticking together just yet yeah, and honestly, I think a big part of that is, one, of course, like like they say in the show, they've just had more time together as a team. like And Karasino plays a lot of first years, which Nekomata Nekoma doesn't. Um, but I do think that a big difference has to do with the fact that they have Nekomata. I love Nekomata. We said it last episode, we'll say it again. He's great. He's, He's so great. I was getting really emotional about him this whole episode. It's the fact that he recognized recognizes potential from Karasuno as a whole and he's like like later on he even mentions that like worthy adversaries and how they have so much potential and how they're going to do really great they have like individual like all this stuff that he's saying about them and never once did he like look down on Karasano as a team no, because, I mean, why would he? Like, he, he's right. They do have a lot of potential. Exactly. He is definitely someone who's experienced and, like, understands how to bring that potential out of people. So he can, like, see raw ability really clearly. And it's just, it's lovely to see. He's really great. And another great moment with him is his interactions with Ukai are top-notch. They're so good. This, like, smug little smirk that he has and, like, sending his way... He's literally just like sitting over there, like g- like giving him side eye. So I literally funny. took a picture of it. When <laughs> like, he's like, it's not my fault. He looks so much like his grandfather. It's like, yes, it actually is your fault that you're being this way. Oh, it's so funny. This whole rivalry is because of him. <laughs> so oh good. my gosh. I don't know. There was a lot of just like scenes of them playing volleyball, which like is always very good to see, but it's not necessarily the most exciting parts to talk about. So, exactly. Like, Honestly. The only, like, one note I have is at the end of the match, but, like, everything else is kind of just, like, Chisuke and Nekamada, and their banter with each other. I have a couple of things to say that still happened in the match. First of all, I I know I shouldn't keep talking about him, because no one else cares, but Shibuyama is the cutest human being alive. No, he's precious. Honestly, he's, he's so cute. Just, like, the way he talks to Nekamada during these matches. Yes, it's so sweet. And like when he's like, when the there's like that long volley that happy, happens and he's like, oh no, it's their chance ball again. And is like, it's okay. But it's just like, he's so concerned. i like. It's so cute. It really is precious. precious. And then honestly, you have your moments with Shibuyama. Fukunaga was there for like two seconds. Dude. And he, bike and he just made that little face he always does. Yes. Oh and my I god. When... Just, I just smiled cuz like these two boys have nothing but they just make they make us happy. Honestly, Fubunaga makes me so happy. Like when he did that back attack, that was like, yes. yes! yes! <laughs> it's just because we love Nekama so much. Honestly, they're all just like it's it's, it's that togetherness. It's like you know, you start by, like, liking a couple of them, but, like, they are just, like, such a small so much to each other. It's, like, I can't help but like all of them because of the relationship they've had. Exactly. Time. And, like, their, uh, their, like, team, like, motto is it's, like, we are the plasma flowing to flow to the brain or whatever, it's, like, meaning basically, like, everything they do is to help Kenma to succeed because chemist their brain. And it's in that sense when they're playing, but even, like, when they're not playing volleyball, you see just, like, how much they connect. Yeah, honestly. Like they're the only other team really the other than Crossno that we get to see a lot of scenes of them like just like doing random things like going to the convenience store together and stuff like that. Like they're the only other team we get that from. And it's just like really shows their great Nikma supremacy. Friends, honestly. And speaking of Kenma, <laughs> that dive his shatter dump his dive, everything is just so mm. perfect. Mm, 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 mm. He's he's a champ. He was really doing it today. And like, honestly, that like the dive made me really emotional. Like that was, that was for the game and he did it and it was so good. I got so emotional. And it's the fact that right before that they had mentioned, as long as the ball is kept in play, you can't lose. And to just like see so many parallels between this very first practice match they play with each other and then later on in their actual match in what's going to be season five I was like losing my mind I was like oh my god it literally we mentioned it before everything circles back yes it is all connected they knew it was gonna happen from the beginning it was just like it it yeah it's perfect it's so well done but yes, uh, Kenneth's dive was immaculate. He literally is just, he's so full of surprises. You can't tell me this boy doesn't care. Like, I don't know. You just like don't throw yourself on the ground for something you don't care about. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like it's more of him trying to convince himself than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because like he, he does say that he's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't feel it or anything. But like you can see it in his eyes as he's playing that he's like obviously invested as he should be because he he's talented and he works really well with his team and he loves his teammates and I think it took meeting Hinata for him to finally realize like actually how much he was like invested in this and like Hinata brought it back out of him Mm -hmm. yeah and I mean he does say later on like when when Koro is like expressing that he's like oh I like worry that like I forced him to do this and stuff and like he's like, I would not be doing this if I didn't be doing it. Like exactly. he wouldn't. He's like too too much of his own person to like just go along with something. Just exactly. because, you know? Sure when they and were too. Kid- the yeah, sure when they were kids, he mainly did it to entertain Kuro and was like, Okay, you played video games. I guess I'll play volleyball with you. But then it turned into him actually enjoying it and wanting to do it. Yeah. I mean, uh what we- we can talk about we can talk cats versus monkeys later. Oh <laughs> my like, god, yeah, this is monkeys! But he does. He like suggests that they go play. Like he's it's it's not just for like he's exactly. literally like, do you want to go level up? Like he asks him to play. You god, know? do you want to go level up? God. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. I love Crow again, but this it's very true. I feel like it's a mix of him not like him trying to like convince himself that he doesn't care but he actually really does care, and so he's kind of like, oh, well, like, Cordo wants me to play, so I play for him, but then you actually see him playing and see how invested he gets, and you're like, hmm, is mm-hmm. that really the truth, though? Yeah. Um. So the match ends, Nekoma wins, and honestly, again, back to Nekomata. I he just, when he's talking to Karasuno, like, I was just getting so emotional, and then when he says, you guys make me happy, I was just like, stop stop hold the phone like you're oh god he's so precious and like they were all so happy to like hear what he had to say and it just the way that he pointed out individual people like he pointed out mm-hmm. Kageyama and Hinata and like, he saw how excited they got and then he talked about Tanaka and Asahi and just like showed that he was watching and analyzing and, like everything he's saying is like so true it's not him just being like yeah like you guys did okay like no he like completely honest from the heart like this is how he feels this is what he sees yeah oh my god but then it was so hard when like they showed Noya while he was like you're 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 like defense kind of stuff I'm just, like you know he's not talking about him but like I feel like as the Luber to like hear that about your team is probably like really yeah poor baby <sighs> I love him I know um oh and and also in that moment we get a little bit more info about Ukai Sr. and Nekomada. Oh my god. I literally think it's the funniest thing. I don't even know if I should say it's funny but like Ukai Sr. literally <laughs> getting out of retirement again and then getting sick and Nekomata just being like well there goes everything he's sick so we're just gonna lose this rivalry we've had like all scared scare that it's not going to happen again and then like he sees cross in a plane and he's like all right never mind we're good he's like I don't even need Makai senior like why was I so upset that my former rival has been sick this whole time like I it's think are going to be fine it's kind of just it's like it's funny but it's weird and Nekamata is just a character I honestly I love him and I I just like I get really emotional thinking about, like, the thing is, I don't really like okay Senior. I, I, I just, I don't like him very much. But I really like their relationship. And I really, I just get very emotional thinking about the fact that it's been, like, a six-decade-long friendship. Literally. Around this sport. Like, that is, that is kind of magical. Honestly, and this, the fact that it kind of just just started It wasn't, like, anything specific. It was between the two of them that it started, that they, would like, keep it going. Yeah, right? And it's, like, it's one thing if, like, oh, our teams have a rivalry or something, but, like, no, it was just them, and they were, like, just... (laughs) Just them. (laughs) They just, like, ended up being friends and then, like, ended up being rivals, I guess. And I just... It's just... It's so good. I'm really excited to get animated, not just for the uh, Nekama-Kurasana match, but just so people can, like, see this rivalry that they have and see how ridiculous it is. Honestly, it's so much. But you know what? I was talking about this yesterday. I am salty that nobody cares about them, but as soon as they see young, like, them, they're gonna be invested. And it's like, let's talk about it. They were good characters before. They were good characters before. I constantly see it. Um, Jokingly, I didn't even say if it's a joke at this point, I jokingly am always like Nakamata's supremacy, he's the best, I have referred to him as being very attractive, and for the, like the longest time people thought I was like the weirdest person for it, and now all of a sudden everyone is all like, have you guys seen young Nakamata?" like, oh my god, young Nekamata, and I'm like, where have you been, <laughs> I've been saying, like, listen. The two of us, we've been on the Nakamata supremacy train, and now all of a sudden, so good, young Nakamata. They're all like, oh, what's this?" And then when we see somebody who's animated in the game again, and they're gonna be like, "Oh my God, he's so attractive!" It's like we know, <laughs> we, we know. know, and guess what? He's not hot because he was hot. He's hot because he has the coolest personality ever. And he's it's so the personality. Fun. I keep saying it's that I'm like it's the personality. the personality. You don't understand. Person- oh my God. Nekamada is. He's a Ooh. gilf. You can't tell me otherwise. I fucking love that man. I say that all the time. Like literally yes. he- he's a gilf. He's it's gilf. <laughs> he's great. I oh freaking love God. this man. Like he just makes me so happy. And like, I just, it just bothers me that like. Not, I'm not saying that everyone has to think that this old man is hot. That is not what I'm saying. Obviously, like, even I am slightly joking about that. But what I am saying is that it annoys me that no one ever even, like, spoke about him as a person or as a character until he was attractive to look at. Exactly. <clears throat> it's like, you, were, you had also mentioned it the other day about a lot of, like, characters in how the less attractive ones don't get as much attention or love, whether it's from fans or art or whatever. And that's just such a huge stigma and, like, common... Yeah, and I mean, part of it, I think, is that in general, like, not every character is going to be, like, you know, extremely conventionally attractive, or at least they shouldn't be. But there's also a trend where, um, like those characters are also going to be like the side characters that aren't as important like that team um from that's in like the Fukurodani group that's the, the team that no one talks about like kind of everyone on that team is like a little weird that's <laughs> very true you know it's true and if you wanted to ask me what their team name is I don't know it they host it. I don't know what they're <laughs> called <laughs> I literally don't know it like I consider myself a very big fan of the show and I cannot remember what that honestly was. though I don't know a lot of team names because they're just they're used as like plot development that's fair but yeah like honestly those characters I think like maybe two of them have names and they all look like weird because it's a way to like fill out space add depth but having, like, characters that look different. Exactly. Except then you just only talk about pretty people all the time. And it's, like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's, just, like, weird to me. And it's, like, fine. Obviously, it's not a big deal because it, it's an anime. Of course, like, yeah, the protagonist is nice looking, obviously. But it's just, like, something... Mm. It bothers me how people feed into it so easily. And, exactly. like, won't acknowledge it. That's what bothers me. It's clear that a lot of people only watch it or, like, only like a certain character because they are attractive. And the characters that they don't view as attractive, they just completely choose to push aside, which like, I guess I understand. It just is frustrating a lot of times too, to see people only liking a certain character because of people thinking they're attractive. I think it's frustrating for me. And so uh, we actually had a conversation that had to do with this um, back the first time we recorded episode six, but unfortunately our original recording of episode six was lost to the ether so (laughs) that uh conversation no longer exists but um the nature of the haiku fandom like really exacerbates this problem in that it's like always it's it's like very (sighs) there's a heavy part of the fandom that revolves around shipping and around like self-inserts and like finding characters attractive like that is a huge part of the fandom culture and like it takes a lot for me to say I wish that there were like more dude bro fans of a show because like honestly the videos of people talking about like who would win in a match are like so much more engaging to me than like the third video in my timeline on TikTok of like just some like shipping bullshit like it's so boring. I'd rather watch the like dumb little headcanon videos then or not can't I say they're done but like I really watch like the headcanon videos yeah, with, like analytical stuff than a lot of the content created yeah because it's so heavily like sexualized and it's just like is like I don't know I mean sometimes it's nice but it's just like when that's all used 24 7 it just like really um I don't know I think that these two issues kind of go hand in hand not to say that they're even bad things but they're just like things that personally for me are not what I'm looking for exactly and I just, like, get annoyed seeing it constantly. But, like, that's a personal problem. Like, it's not a problem for other people. People can do what they want. It's, oh, like, exactly. a me thing. It's not what I want to see. It's also a thing for me when shipping goes beyond having people be individuals. And it's always, like, you can't see the one character without their counterpart. Like, constantly. Constantly. <sighs> constantly. Like, if you yeah. want to see content, art, whatever it is, it's always has to involve, like, ships and it's like I get it yeah I have mine but sometimes I just want it to be just that one individual character without you having to ship them together I'm gonna I'm gonna get deep in this not even deep this is my very personal opinion I love Kida I am so tired of only seeing Kida content when it's related to people putting him with someone whether it's Aran or like Atsumu and I like, don't get me wrong I love it but it's like he exists on his own Okay. okay like a, yes. as a character to just put him with someone else and to have it like just relationship wise it's like I don't care I want to just see Kida as Kida Kida living his life post time skip spoiler doing his rice like like farming rice being a great person loving watching his teammates and not have to like Deal with the fact that he has to be put with someone like every single character has to be with someone or it's like not gonna happen it's like that's not possible it's not realistic it's just let people like let these characters be themselves yeah and as someone I don't know maybe it's because I'm mm, relatively recently out of a relationship and like really enjoying being single for me it's like I, I just hate the way that fandom especially the high fandom Put such a heavy focus on relationships as like the end goal of like completing yourself as a person, and like our society in general does this. But like it is just so annoying to watch it happen over and over again of like every single person involved in some way, and like if they're not, then like it's a an an angsty aspect in some way, or it's just like oh my like, god, it's just yeah. so much for me. Like it's too much. Like why can you not? see someone and view them as a happy and fulfilled person not in a relationship exactly I don't know just kind of drives me a little bit a little bit nuts and like that's especially there are certain characters too and again it's a personal bias but like like Kida, I just like don't really care to see him in a relationship like that's not really a part of his character that I care about exactly I don't know why it just is it's just that way. Like, there are some characters that I really like seeing that content for, and there's other characters that I just, like, kind of don't. And, like, I don't know. I just wish that there was more of both so I could just not feel like I'm drowning in one thing. I don't know. No, I—it's, like, of course I do these ships that I like. It just gets very irritating. That's all it is. And yeah. And it seems really prominently in, like, certain ships—I'm gonna call people out right now. If this <laughs> is you— I'm sorry. Uh, like with Bokuwaka, the fact that a lot of people like really like mischaracterize them in the sense of it's like they can't exist without each other. When Bokuto's whole time skip was him being able to like find Oh my out god, Bokuwaka without having the need for people to be like you're great. Like he found it on his own. Right. Like, it's really That's literally you. the point exactly. of like, his experience. Do I not growing I out of that? I do. That is the point of his post-time skip. That's his glow up is like growing out of the need for like affirmation from others. Exactly. But it's like, do I love them together? Of course I do. But at (sighs) the same time, I recognize that Bokuro is able to be a successful player without having to have these like affirmation, like people constantly telling him things and that he doesn't need Akashi to set for him. Like it's just people tend to ignore what's in front of them to like create these headcanons which good for you I'm not going to diss you at all like I respect all these headcanons that are there but at the same time it's when you diminuize a character and when you eliminate the characteristics based around it's like it's frustrating it is frustrating yeah (laughs) honestly I I get Frustrated, and again, it's like God, it's like it's nobody else's problem but mine. And maybe I should just like get off the internet. Like it's <laughs> one of the things that like the two of us constantly like bitch about it. But it's like we're we're passionate, like we're heavily passionate about this opinion. Yeah, because it's annoying when people just like I don't know do whatever they want. It's like this is anything how is this even relevant at this point? Like what? Are, <laughs> I want to see like where you got this idea from because I don't get it, but also I don't care to get it, so never mind, I don't want to care. <laughs> you know, more power people. to you. But anyway, that was a, that was a tangent. Um, uh, yeah, God, also, and, like, I don't know, I'm sure we'll talk this again, but it is just, like, it, it's so weird that, like, people like to imagine every single character being gay. Like, it's not realistic. I don't it's know. It's not realistic. I don't and know how many like, of y'all have been in high school. Um, the There's more straight people than gay people. <laughs> Always <laughs> everywhere in the entire world, statistically, this is true, and like I know it's what I want with it, but like I just don't understand why you would want is my question. Like, that honestly, nothing sums it up better than that TikTok that was like, I only make my favorite characters gay because then they're special. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, honestly, me, like, like, like we were saying, like, you can do what you want. But it's just, like, not every single character has to be gay or dating someone. And it's, like, we even see that because there are literal characters that post time skip are married with kids. Yes, and I like them that way. I also think that maybe it has to do with my, like, I don't know, very strong faith to the Haikyuu canon. Like, I don't know. A, a lot of things I don't really care about what's canon and what's not as much. But, like, because the canon of Haikyuu is so good, I don't like fucking with it. Why stray from what's there? Exactly. Like, I know it's good. So like, I don't need to, I I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to change anything for once in my life. I have a piece of media that I don't want to change like anything about it. Exactly. So why would I, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, (laughs) the episode at hand, then we get, okay. I've actually been waiting so long for this sequence of events that occurs after the match, because honestly, I think it is one of the best things like, mm, I, I think about it a lot. Like, it's so good. This sequence of, like, individual character interactions between two people. Yes, it's, 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 it's so good. Like, every one of them just individually makes me so happy. So the first one we get is Tanaka and Tora. I love them so much. <laughs> it's, it's literally a complete 180. Yeah, they totally do, like, a, such a flip. And you know what this reminds me of now? It, it reminds me of Toto. <laughs> From Jujutsu Kaisen. It literally, wow. You energy. <laughs> you know, when I was watching it, I was like, they they're so familiar, Itadori and Toto. I'm like, what could it be? It's Tanaka and Tora. 100 yeah. percent Yeah, like that is the feeling behind it. It's that same, like the, it's a, it's the same thing. It's got the same vibe. And it's honestly so good. They're best friends because of their quote unquote type, like what their type of like girl. Yeah, how they talk about women like it's it's so funny honestly but they're respectful they're so respectful of kyoko yes and honestly this is where i think that haikyuu does a really good job because i feel like in the first part in this in the first half of this season the girl situation is kind of eh, like i feel like they're okay it's 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 like as far as anime goes it's still pretty muted but if they had kept it up to that like kind of obnoxious level Mm -hmm. i think i would have gotten really sick of it exactly but at this point we get this new kind of perspective of like them being like sort of they're not pursuing her they're like fans they're like fanboys they literally are like she's so perfect i can't even like it's like i don't even know if i can talk to her and Tanaka's like, you don't understand. Like, You're when she rejects there. you, it's just so, it's so funny. Honestly, I think it's so cute watching, like, how they are around Kyogo, especially in season two. Oh my God. When all the girls are together. It's it's great. so powerful. It's so, that, okay. Tokyo Training Camp Arc is the best arc, hands down, but just, like, that's, like, those, like, little bits in the Tokyo training camp arc, when you see how protective him, uh, Tanaka, Tora, and Noya are, of, like, every single female manager, I'm, like, yes. (laughs) It's so cute. And, like, honestly, I I, I just really like the way that it kind of transitioned from them, like, like, they're, they're really not, like, I mean, Tanaka does end up being with her, but, like, Noya, like, obviously, at this point, he's, he's not even really interested in that. He is just, like, this is like the she's like probably his only female friend and so he's just like so protective of her and it's honestly like sweet I like it and then after uh Tanaka and Tora we have Kageyama and Kenma okay. which... <laughs> yes I love this moment it's so funny everything in this episode is just so funny like there was not a moment where I wasn't smiling Yes okay and I really love this one because the fact that Kageyama is even like interested in Kenma speaks so highly of Kenma's ability. Exactly. Like this kid like Kageyama is like really fucking good he's like a prodigy he like goes on to be an Olympian and he is like so into Kenma and like knowing everything about him and like learning. Planning what he wants to say to him which I felt that one on a personal level like going through his head like what he should ask what he's gonna say and Kenma literally running away because he's scared oh my god they're both like so socially awkward that would just not be a good conversation it would have been horrendous to watch oh my god but yeah I just I love that like I love that acknowledgement of Kenma it just makes me happy because he deserves it. Especially after that dive. I'm still thinking about that dive he did. So he cool. deserves all the attention. All not all the attention, he won't like it, but like all that praise. People <laughs> recognizing awesome. his talent. Like he deserves it. Oh my god. It. When Tor like ruffles up his hair. Oh. That was a dive. Second years. I love mama seniors. Oh, they honestly, I think they're my favorite set of stars. Like, oh, uh, well. Enough. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. But you know what? That's because Nekamani and Arazaki are my two favorite team. So it's honestly. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's, yeah, that's what it is. It's like once is your favorite team, it's like everything about them is favorite thing. Exactly. Um, but, oh, okay. And then, right, we're back to our little introductions. Then so we have Inuoka and Shoyo doing their little, like, jumpies. They are the same person so cute talking and like sound effects and jumping and being like loud and excited to see each other and i'm just like it's so like it's so cute they're cute puppies oh my god and then like koro is like they they don't look like high school like they look like they look like kindergartners i love it i love it i okay i have a lot of opinions about koro and Tsukushima's like i don't know describe it quote unquote like a relationship with each other yeah, they're but really, cool they're literally cool. being like oh they're like like you could stand to be like to loosen up to yes. like be more fun you know like calling him out for it I'm like yes <laughs> call <laughs> his ass <laughs> out do you it and it's so interesting because that's like actually a very a very significant um like thing to note is that there are two ways of being like a, um, an immature teenager and like they're doing the opposite kind like Hinata is like kind of immature in that he's like too loud and too goofy and like mm-hmm. inappropriate in situations and Tsukishima is immature in that he tries way too hard exactly. to like be cool and both of those things are immature exactly like maybe you should relax and if the fact is more of an issue with Tsukishima like being annoyed at it you know it's yeah. not like him being like hey like you guys need to like be like he's like not like telling them to be quiet or like telling them to calm down he's literally like dude you're you're gonna be sticking in the mud like yeah. you're so boring you're so boring um yeah I and then he goes "Ah, youth. like bitch you're 18 years old <laughs> he's he's a grandfather he is him and Nekamada. Honestly, old say. soul. Old I'm, soul. Ah, yeah. oh, you gotta love it. You know what? Whenever what we, we say we don't want to stray from canon, the only thing that I want more than anything in the world is for Kita and Koro to just meet. That would make me... Speaking of old souls. Old souls. They they are both old. It's just, uh, I don't know. They just make me happy. They're great. They're so great. And I just love, like, uh Coral is honestly great like he's just he's so good he's such a, he's such a good kid. like I just love like the, the way that he like is so into being like people's like teacher you know like he has that whole thing with Levin and, and Tsukima and it's just like I don't know something about it just really makes me very happy. We always keep talking about it for partners. I'm so excited for that. But just, like, this entire, like, Nakama match and being able to see more of Koro's, like, backstory so you can, like, people see why he is the way he is. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot there, honestly. And I feel like a lot of people who are, I don't know, I hate to be that person who, like, digs at people for being in, but, like, you just are not seeing the full Koro. Like, he, there is, like, so much more there that you get when you understand, like, like kenma's perspective of him their history together and it just like really changes the way that their relationship looks like yeah. especially the relationship with Kenma. i feel like reading the manga really changes the way you look at their relationship honestly if you haven't read the manga yet you need to read it yeah it's stunning it's honestly so stunning it's incredible even if uh, you don't read the, like first what's already animated if you just start like with the beginning of the Nekama no match, that works. There's still so much there. Like, you, uh, yeah, you get so much. It's great. Great. And I, uh, yeah, I'll just, like, never, like, I don't know. I, I know, like, this is not the thing to be talking about right now, but, like, when Kemma is, like, Kuru was, like, the timid one when we were kids. Like, it just really gets me every single time. I'm, like, I constantly think about it. I feel like every single episode now, we've talked about partners. <laughs> <laughs> partners. it's so good it's the best it's the best chapter it is so honestly good. like god it's it makes me so emotional to think about it and like he's so protective of him but like they both are god it's so good oh my god we're getting we all get so off topic anyway uh the next interaction is precious my sweet baby so cute. Like, he's like his bowy on just don't even know what he is like apologizing for. Just apologizing like crazy. It's so and funny. Daichi is so funny. The fact that he's literally like making fun of Asahi. Why is he always roasting Asahi? It's so and then Kai funny. being like, oh, they're father and son. And Daichi being like, it's like a kidnapper. Like trying to kidnap him. It's like Daichi. Oh my god. It's I, it's so funny. I freaking love it when Daichi roasts Asahi. I think it's the funniest shit ever. And like, oh my God, I really like both of these interactions because like Shibuyama and Asahi both being like such like little nervous people. And then like Kai and Daichi have the exact same energy. Like Kai has less, less of like a, he, he like ends up, he doesn't have so much screen time obviously, but like mm-hmm. they have the same, the same energy. And I just love, I really love this interaction between the two of them. They really do. They're both just, they're chill. I mean, of course, Daichi's going to be the one to like tease his team more because like Kai's like the voice of reason in Nekuma, like 100% because we we all know Koro's not and we all know Yaku's (laughs) not. Kai's your voice of reason. Yeah. Daichi's like clowning Aussie. (laughs) Yeah. Daichi is a little bit more fiery than Kai is, sure. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just really thought that was so sweet. And then... We have, okay, these two, like, th- something about them. I just, I love, 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 love the way that Noya and you interact. I love it. The fact that they, like, are so impressed with each other. Like, Yaku literally is, like, Noya is frightening, but he's, like, so excited about that fact. And the fact that is like, staring him down and, like, thinking about how he wants to, like, approach him because it's like they're like they're so impressed by each other and they're like so amazed and it's like like you're so talented. Yes, I just love that like m- the mutual respect that they have for each other. And like you know that Yaku must like really respect Noya because there is not another single person who is younger than him that he lets call him by his first name. Like that really gets me. Where did it come from? <laughs> It, it just like happened. So good. I don't know. <laughs> they just it, they just it, got really close for something because it's like I feel like if it was like Koro, even Yaku would have been like kicking no him one the same way he, he does Lev. No, no one, one calls Noya does it, and it's like yeah, that's me. <laughs> it's so I fucking love it. Like no one, no one calls Yaku that. No one calls him. That. Even even Koro calls him. Yakupai said like he he does not oh my god it just why how by what force of the universe did this occur I don't know but I love it I I just think their relationship is so good it's great and they both like do that thing the like really sharp like eye looking at each other thing and Mm -hmm. it's so fun to watch it um but yeah, so we get all of our cute little interactions between our kids. And of course, Yaku and Suga is also excellent. Oh, it's great. But you know, the one that I really loved was the Takeda and Nekamada one. Like, right as they're about to leave. And Takada literally, like, about to cry because of Nekamata complimenting him. Felt that one on a personal level. Honestly, if Nekamada complimented me, I would cry too. Like, it just, it was so cute. It was so cute. It was really, really great. And then just, like, complimenting someone on their enthusiasm, too. Like, I feel like there's something very special about, like, it's different from complimenting, like, if someone is, like, just kind of, if, if someone is good at something, that's one thing. But, like, complimenting someone about not something they did, but something they are, it's just, I don't know. It just made me very emotional. And it's the fact that he literally, like, mentions the fact that, like, he's like, you have no idea what you're doing, but you're doing a good job of it. Yeah. And he is, I love him. He He's was great. so cute this whole episode too, actually. He's really when good. he like jumped up from the bench for like no reason. I was like, you're really getting the drama of the team now. Good job. He's so great. And then of course, nekomata just having to instigate Ukai and saying that like, you're wearing your old man's face. And then of course, it's just going to leave Ukai to being like, okay, well, I'll get my revenge on you. And talking to being like, so you're, you're staying? Like you're okay. going to, be- I thought you were leaving after this the fact that he made that like decision so fast no he knew he knew but deep down in his heart ukai knew that like he was he was doing this he was staying this was his and, like driving force he was like you know what i can't like fuck it i have to prove it to him i have no doubt in my mind that like two days in ukai like already sold he just needed to say it out loud exactly um, but I also love, like, the amount of times that people are called immature in this episode. Like, like, now I like, sensei, that's so immature of you, <laughs> Chikamata. And then, like, later, like, they're saying the same thing about Ugo. all of them. Or just, like, they just, like, bring out that. It's just like what we were saying before. They just, like, bring out that from each other. Exactly. And I love the goodbye handshakes so much. Oh, why are they like this? Like, Thor oh and Tanaka are like in tears as we say goodbye to each other and then of course uh Daichi and Kuro are dude what even fucking, what is up with Kuro honestly what did I say before I was king of unnecessary tension and long handshakes like why, why there's is so like much this? tension they're like they're literally gonna like break each other's hands and the fact that Suga and Yaku are like what is going on and then they turn and they like see Ukai now being like doing it too and they're like what <laughs> Honestly, it's so funny. And like the thing is, like Kuro is just like that with like every other captain, except Pokato. But yeah, <laughs> from Okuro. Oh my God. because they are a whole different breed. But like he does the same thing with Daisho, of just why is he like, like that with people? Like he just negative attention. It's so funny. It is literally like the funniest part of Land versus Sky. <laughs> just seeing it. Like, why does Kuru like to fuck with people so much? It's so funny. Oh my god. But yeah, I just love that, like, that parallel between them was really good. 100 um, And with Kenma and Hinata, <laughs> I, I have been so obsessed with Kenma and Hinata lately. I love their, like, friendship and everything about them. I think it's just so cute. I, yeah, I agree. I think that they have... a a really great friendship it's honestly one of my favorite friendships in the show I think it's just very interestingly done and like especially later on but like even just from this very start it's it's so sweet and it's so like genuine I don't know I just I love the fact that Kenma literally was like I'll look forward to it them playing again I just I love them they're so great they really are great and like they share phone numbers like they get they these share their phone numbers with each other. I don't know why that makes me so emotional, but it really does. They text. It's just cute. Oh my god. Okay, so after the Shiori Toyama match, when like I think it's like leading to the versus guy with Hinata literally texting Kenna, being like, "We won!" Like all excited. Yes. I. It was so precious. Really, I love the two of them. Yeah, honestly, like I, I just think they're they're so cute and they're such good friends. I just. I just like them a lot. They're great. They're so good. and just like the fact that this is happening, like the way that this parallels, like the next time before they have the match at nationals, it's oh just like god. so well done, so well Hopefully. done. It's so it's so interesting to see all the like parallels in the way everything like circles back. It, I get so excited, especially when I'm rewatching. And I, like I'll see something, I'll hear something, and I'm literally like, oh my god. The same. It's but yeah, I guess um that is the end of this episode Hopper. We had a lot to say. Uh, yeah, that was yeah, that was a lot. Um but I'm 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 gonna miss Nicoma. It's gonna be a while till we see them again. Yeah, not till season two. Um of course we will cover the unofficial non-canon compliant. I mean it is canon compliant, but it's not canon, the first OBA. Oh yes, that's um that's- before, before we get season two we're definitely going to cover that because it's incredible um so we'll see them soon enough yeah, um oh okay let's play our let's play our theme song game shall we do Hinata? so i i guess i'll go first okay okay my two my, my henita songs i couldn't choose between which one i wanted to use um the first is um, Work This Body by Walk the Moon. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but it's like just extremely himatai. Like it's- I'll have to listen to it. It's like very upbeat. I, wait, I'll just like read off the lyrics because it's like, it's literally him. Honestly, like it's, the thing is, it's like I can't even pick just one part because the whole thing reminds me of him. Like it starts off, it was a strange place and a tender age. I was just a babe in school. Saw them roll their eyes at me every time that I thought that I was cool. Oh, do God know. knows- I was no chosen one, that just wasn't my prime, yeah, it's just a matter of time, it's just like, it's him, him. and even like, when it goes into the chorus, it's like, the way it ends like really makes me, reminds me of like, him and Kageyama, so it's like, and I'll work this body, I'll burn this flame, oh, in the dead of night, yeah, I'm a workaholic, and I swear, I swear, one day I'll beat you fair and square, it's like, yeah, he will, we do it, it's very good it just like that's, no that's a good one for him i have heard that yeah. song actually yeah i don't know walk the moon is weird i feel like you can only like like four of their songs because but if you listen to too many of them they all start to sound the same so you can only like <laughs> i have like four and after that i'm like okay no more listening to it because it all sounds the same. interesting and then what was your second one my second one i'm going to expose myself here a little bit but it's that side by bts that is <laughs> Perfect. Oh my god. That really works so well for him. It's it's just like first of all, just like the entire like say is like a tiny, like it's a little tiny bird, of course. Like, come on. And like all of the metaphors are about like cranes, which are like big tall birds. And then uh, just like the whole song. And again, Haiku has a theme of being very class conscious. And like Karasuno is from the concrete. They are like poor and that is another theme that happens in a song that say like that it just it yeah yeah that's perfect honestly that is really perfect for him so mine isn't as deep and profound it honestly just anytime i hear it i think of him and i chose mr blue sky by electric electric, Light orchestra it just is so like happy and upbeat, and it just really reminds me of him because it's like every time I listen to it, I smile. Every time I look at him, at it, I smile. It's just one of those songs that doesn't have a deep meaning. It's just it's his song. Yeah, honestly, like he he's just he is like just a little sunny day. He is, and I'm just like it's perfect for him. Oh well, I don't think I have anything else left to discuss. That's really it for me. Yeah. You can follow us on Twitter. It is can you dig it underscore pod pod. Got it. Uh, Talk to you next week. See you then. Bye. Bye.